Hello everybody and welcome back to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Lindsay. And we are so excited to have you here for season three. Very exciting times. We're still doing things over Zoom because mm. the world's not quite normal just yet, which is basically what we're going to talk about this episode. <laughs> yes. And we hope that you're all okay and that you've managed. Um, it's been really fucking hard for everyone for lots of different reasons. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to have a little bit of a catch up and see where you're all at and, and obviously talk about what we've been going through too and take it from there this episode yeah, yeah just talk about ourselves basically which isn't like <laughs> us <laughs> what is this is going to be quite free-flowing which is quite nice because we've not, we've not planned questions for each other like we normally no. do but the first one that just popped into my head what was your peak and trough of lockdown like full lockdown though is in when it when we were when we couldn't go out yeah so for those of you that aren't in the UK we had um how many months was it that we were locked down properly well I was at home for two months so about so that March, April, May, yeah two yeah around two months we were only allowed out for one hour a day um for some exercise and that was it and essential journeys only to the shops and things so it um was really tricky nobody had any freedom it was really you know I know that everyone in different countries and places around the world had varying degrees of what we went through mm. um and it's just been wild hasn't it no one's ever experienced anything like it in their lifetime and we're all supposed to just know how to navigate it and it's not easy no. so I think because you know my my absolute trough was the fact that I couldn't get out, go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and especially being so far away from my family, I really felt that distance yeah. like so much. I was quite distraught, to be honest. <laughs> um, I really struggled without having them close by and not knowing what was going on with them. Every day, my first thought was, I'll check in and see if they're okay. I'll check in and see if they're okay. Because I was desperate to know if they had any symptoms or if they're okay because my parents are in their 60s and obviously they they were put into a a vulnerable category by the government um so I was just on a knife edge all the time to be honest Uh, and I think secondary to that one of the troughs was definitely being being stuck at home with my boyfriend and not because it's my boyfriend sorry James well, because we're not used to living inside each other's pockets. No, I know. Nightmare to navigate. Like, and, and because we are so different, and in ways that's why we work, but on this occasion, absolutely not. <laughs> he took to it like a duck to water and was like, do you know what? I've got this set up. I'm working from home. I know where I'm at. His work didn't stop. Whereas for me, I'm a very emotional person and I thrive off social situations and family, friends, everything, all of that kind of thing and I just and my work stopped completely like it just fell off the face of the earth because everybody was like okay let's retract our budgets and let's just not do anything to do with influencers because that's the easiest thing to cut and fair play nobody knew what was going on but it left me without any purpose or focus whatsoever so I had too much time in my hands to think Mm -hmm. and James was like this is great we don't have to see anyone we don't have to go anywhere saving loads of money and I was just like oh my god this is my worst nightmare like what is wrong with you it's like you're the only person thriving on the planet at the moment (laughs) um but as soon as we realized you know there was a way to compromise in terms of I would look at how he was feeling and seeing from his perspective and vice versa and he became a bit more empathetic towards why I was feeling so stressed out about everything um we just found an even keel but it, it took a while mm. and again I know I see lots of things on the internet that piss me off because people are like you wouldn't hate your partner so much in lockdown if you didn't have the wrong partner and I'm like do you know what fuck off <laughs> people aren't made 
to live on top of each other no, they're not. They're not. so I'm not having that is what I'm having. <laughs> so I'm saying that um <laughs> not having that. it's I would say that it's quite normal for if you were not locked up with a partner and you're not normally to be at loggerheads over something yeah. there will always be something yeah I think the difference is I imagine lots of people went through breakups through this of like having to spend that much time together and realizing mm-hmm. that you don't want to spend that much time together and yeah, like get me out of here yeah and having to address things that you could have distracted yourself from with that being busy or whatever up up until that point mm. so that's different to what you experienced with James of just being like we're rowing because you're both fiery people anyway so you yeah. always have your arguments every now and then but of course yeah. when you're just sat opposite each other every single day it's going to be more but you don't have that thing of like oh god but now I'm actually having to address issues it just exacerbated the way that you two work anyway does yeah, that make sense exactly. yeah it's two different things yeah yeah definitely and Lizzie was like coaching me through it all because I was like right I've packed a suitcase I don't know where I'm going I'm locked down I can't get out of here can I what can I do Lizzie's like okay let's just take a step back Kaylin's um uh I think you're overreacting but we'll let you play this out because you'll soon come around um and it was just because I had absolutely no perspective no focus nothing else to keep me busy so all that was in my head was um the struggle of me and James and feeling you know oh God, he doesn't understand and I don't understand him, blah, blah, blah. And I did, you know, we did touch on this a little bit in the Love in Lockdown, little bonus yeah. episode we did last time. Um, but yes, I'm happy to report we since have been through it and gotten through it. And, yeah, I feel like I'm in a good place at the moment. And nice. James is still alive and well. Yes, still alive and kicking. I'll get him to just come and prove that in a minute to be like, hiya, yeah, I'm here, she didn't kill me. I'm really buried in the garden. It's like, thin ice, mate, thin ice. <laughs> anyway um yeah and so it's just that's been really difficult I'd say um a peak for me I'm honestly desperately trying to wrap my brains here I think the only positive thing for me as a whole like in quite a wholesome way is that I've realized I don't need to tear ass about all the time I can do things at a steadier pace and enjoy things a bit more and not absolutely book my days out with things that I'm like oh gotta get there oh I've got to get there yeah. and then give myself anxiety around how busy my days are mm-hmm. because it's just needless and I don't it, it's just it, let's say it didn't serve me <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't serving me um so yeah I really learned to let go of sometimes being really busy and feeling really busy those feelings are nice because you're like yes cracking on with this and I thrive off having a focus and and, and having something to do but lockdown forced it out of me absolutely hammered it out of me and so now I'm reluctant to get to that point again because I was so busy and you know operating at a quite an anxious level all the time yeah yeah Um, one coffee would send me over the edge like all of these tiny things I mean I still get these awful days now but nowhere near the extent of me in and out of London up and down London all over everywhere like Mm. and we used to travel so much didn't we as well and even that in itself like yes it's amazing to be able to travel for work but um, living out of a suitcase for the best part of a summer and not getting any quality time for yourself or with your family and friends because it's all work related is, yeah. is a, it's a huge thing. It's quite an upheaval. And although yeah. we chose to do it, I didn't see how it was affecting me until I didn't have to do it anymore. Absolutely. I feel like for so many people, it will have pulled apart the distinction between bi- being busy means being successful or yep. you're doing well, like things are going well. When yeah. exactly like you said, when you're tearing around like there's no tomorrow, no. you don't you feel like you're important and everything's going well because you've got this to do and this to do. You're keeping up yeah. appearances, what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Having that completely taken away from you, I think it's like been such a 
a unique opportunity to really look into it and be like, well, what makes me happy? Like, how do I want to run my schedule, especially being self-employed when you get to make those decisions every day? Yeah. As opposed to just thinking, I need to be busy and doing this because so everyone else seems to be doing this. And therefore, that's what, where the bar is. Yeah, but like working it. out where you, how you want to be doing it. And like you said, you realize you don't want to be in London twice a week yeah. doing five meetings or every no. single day or whatever. Just and to it, slow it down. Yeah. And hanging off the back of that, the, the notion that like everybody has to be busy and it's, you know, being busy is good. Like mm. being busy, if it's making you happy and you're healthy and you feel good in your own mental health is great. But being busy when you're flat out and exhausted and can't give anything to anyone is not good or like something that should be inspirational or attainable for people. Like it's so strange. And I used, I didn't realize until I came out of this as well. You'd, you know, you'd see people in similar f- fields online, again, the online world, like, just how you can really pitch yourself against other people and be like, oh my God, well, they've had that meeting, that meeting, yeah. that meeting, and now they're at that, and now they're at that, and oh my God, yeah. and they've gone to that dinner, and I'm just sat here doing yeah. nothing. Oh my God. Well, that means I'm out. I'm washed up. I'm washed up. That's it. I've got nothing left. There's nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> it just spirals, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think it's important to be able to see that and sit with those thoughts and learn to not let it spiral as well. Mm. Because yeah. then you just respond to it behavior that doesn't make you happy. Is it? Well, yeah. I'm going to get this meeting. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be exactly. busy. Yeah. And you don't feel better at the end of that. No. And you know, actually, one of the good things to come out of this for me, I mean, it doesn't feel as good now. It gave me a similar feeling to how Christmas gives me a similar feeling in that everybody was, everybody was online, but in a no pressure way. Like there wasn't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like it just felt like a really lovely community based place to be online during lockdown because everybody was really struggling. Everyone was navigating something for the first time and we were all doing that on one level together. Yeah. Um, and in the same way that Christmas slows right down, everyone takes time offline. Everyone's like, Oh my God, family, friends, like, you know, this lovely time off work, like a holiday for me, however you want to celebrate it, whatever you do. Like I hold a lot of I have like a big place in my heart for Christmas time because everybody's off work together. Nobody's distracted by that. And that's the most stressful thing for a lot of people a lot of the time. Yeah. And it felt a little bit nostalgic of that to me during lockdown because there was a sense of community, no pressure, we're all in it together. And like everyone could breathe. And I know it was very stressful because a lot of people had different things happen with work and lost jobs and it's been horrible. But at the same time, from my perspective, it felt like people were forced to slow down and everybody was kind of slowing down at the same pace. Yeah. I know that was very waffly, but. No, no, no. I know what you mean. Definitely. It was a collective thing, wasn't it? So you didn't didn't feel like you're missing out on something that other people are experiencing. Yeah. Um, And just to go through something like globally, like this was Mm. as well, it was, it has a year that we'll all look back on and just think, oh my gosh, for so many different reasons. Yeah, I know. What would you say then that your trough was? um probably initially when I went back home Mm. back up north of that oh my gosh I've I've moved back home at this age I don't know how long I'm going to be here for Mm. and that like comparisons coming through of all of that all of our closest group of girls like you were all at home with boyfriends and I was oh I need to there was lots of different reasons like I needed to be at home to be with mum and what was to be the point of me being on my own and her being on her own and it was what I wanted to do but it's that grass always greener thing like you missed your family because you were there with James yeah. whereas I got to be with mum but then made me think like oh is this where I want to be with my life right now in terms of going back home basically and even yeah. though the circumstances were so out wildly out of all of our control mm. I think there is something about 
moving back home when you've been away from home that makes you massively feel like you're regressing in some way and I think if I'd known when I went back you're going to be at home for two months I would have been like right that's okay I'm going to make this work I'll be fine but not knowing and when I came back to London it was like I made the decision within a few days of what the government had announced and then it was okay for me to travel back so to be able to plan to be there for two months would have been better as opposed to just like rolling on and being like when am I going to be in my own home again when am I going to live my own life again and um you do just regress it's so weird yeah I can imagine Mm. but it's so true what you say again about the grass being greener like I couldn't have wanted more to be with my family and you wanted the freedom and vice versa I could I you know if I'd have been shacked up with the Hollands I'd have been like oh my god like none of us would have coped because we no one's at our ages no one you're not used to living in um like a parental environment anymore and we're all adults and we have our own way of doing things and our own our own habits and we're fully grown into the people that we're meant to be yeah and when you go home you notice the way that your mum does stuff or the way that someone that you you live with does stuff and you're like that's wrong I'll do that won't do that and like you know it's just oh it's it's just weird isn't it and you have to bite your tongue but also like like you were saying the regression thing of things getting down to even like your washing changing your bed stuff like that like well I became incapable of doing anything and it is like the making the bed thing it's different standards that's a perfect example because mum will be like I mean this maybe is really gross but I don't change my sheets once a week it's probably yeah. more like every 10 days to two weeks yeah maybe that's really awful and a horrible no thing I didn't know I only do that and half the reason is because I get so sweaty and so yeah. stressed it gets so tangled up that I can't bear it when <laughs> <laughs> you can smell them when you walk in the room I'm like, do like, you know what? Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but mum does hers once a week and that seemed to come around ever so quickly and then she'd be like strip your bed today I think, what? I only did that a few days ago. And such a small thing, but it mm. describes exactly what you were saying of the differences of how you live. And you, I was under her roof and she's used to living on her own. So you then have to meet that person's standards. But it, it's hard to do that and not be bitchy about it, basically, which what I was being. I wasn't very nice for the whole time yeah. either. Because yeah. um, that was definitely the, the low, not being at home. Like, there was so much of that that I really enjoyed. But I think initially going back and then... yeah. Thinking. but the challenges oh. it gave to you in mentally yeah, yeah. Like the regression side of it all that wasn't even a physical thing like a physical environment or anything like yeah. that um, and certainly not our lovely Anne but no. it was you know that the the kind of thought process it led you down like that path of comparison again is like oh everyone's at home with a partner everyone's yeah. like still in the bosom of where they always live and I've had to now go back and yeah. it's all of that kind of thing and it really yeah. it it did a lot to a lot of people mentally in that way definitely 100% like even people reaching out online and sharing their um circumstances I know so many people felt that way yeah definitely um but then the plus side of it would be I feel like I've settled in here as in East London and this home yeah so much just being forced to spend as much time here and with friends that are local and like routines and new restaurants and well when when we could go to restaurants again but even before that like going find little local supermarkets and things yeah actually spending time in my area which we like we said we never bloody did like we were just here there and everywhere especially last year I traveled Mm. so 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 much through the summer yeah that's been the plus side when I got back here just to really get into being here which has been so nice it's been yeah it's been nice to it has been nice and we've been able to spend much more quality time together I feel like as well and yeah like yeah it's been good because Lizzie and I bubbled up as soon as humanly possible we were like right get to my house that's it you're in you're never leaving and we had um yeah we were bubbled up weren't we for a bit which was really nice 
yeah and it's just been yeah so there are once you get into it and we started chatting about it at first I was like what could I possibly have got that's a positive out of this shit show but actually there are lots of learnings like in terms of growth as a person for me yeah. I think yeah rather definitely. than you know nothing material nothing physical but it's all about how I think a lot of us have maybe come into our own a little bit yeah like down now we're down the line yeah definitely what do you feel like is the main thing on your mind now? Because we're at like a weird tipping mm. point where we're kind of going backwards into a lockdown, but not God. really. But yeah. oh, I think, well, I don't think it's fully accepted, but we all know that life's going to be like this for quite a while. Yeah. So it's now about adapting long-term. Yeah, definitely. I oh, I just, um, I can be really wobbly about it some days and it'll catch me off guard. And I'm like, oh God, the world's a mess. The world is yeah. literally a mess. There's nothing but sorrow and hardships and people are going through such an awful time and like our lovely planet, the climate, everything. Like there's nothing that hasn't gone wrong this year. Yeah. Um, there, there really isn't. It's been, it's been really, really tough for everybody. And I think personally now that I'm, God, if someone could have been inside my brain at this moment in time, because we're like through it, but we're also maybe going back into it. I feel like I've been robbed of a year I feel yeah. like um you know I turned 33 in July um I want to start a family I want to be engaged I want to get married to Jane yeah. books his ideas up and <laughs> I I just feel like that I've had a year stolen from me yeah. and because I'm 33 and time as a mother isn't on my side in that respect in terms of mm. biology yeah I'm like, oh, fucking hell. But then because we've lost the year, now we've got friends' weddings abroad and family weddings that have all been knocked back from this year to next year and yeah. all of these things. And we, we, you know, we didn't plan it really hard and fast, but we had an idea that we'd want to start a family uh, this coming year mm. because all of the big things that we really wanted to be there every step of the way for and really enjoy like families and best friends getting married mm. ha- a, a push back into the year so I'm like what am I supposed to push back starting a family which is affects yeah. mine and James's life massively because people are getting married as much as we want to be there for all of it yeah I feel like I've I've had a year stolen um and then honestly like I, most of the time I can manage really well with online comparison and if I see one more person get engaged on Instagram, I don't know what I'll do. You texted me this, actually, when you texted me yesterday and said I nearly cried, I didn't pick up on that comment. And now you're saying that's reminded me. Honestly. What's going on with that? I don't. No, I, sat, I watched this girl's proposal story that she'd filmed three times, sat here in tears. I was like, um, I need to get a grip of myself. Yeah. And yeah, relax. And I've never ever in my life felt pressure or like social pressure I've always just been kind of on my own path with it all and yes I want those things I've always wanted those things I feel like I've wanted those things since I was born I'm just one of those women but I've never felt like oh my god the the time is slipping away from me I've got to be I've got to be down the aisle I've got to have a baby I mean I don't want to be any older than 35 when I'm walking down that aisle otherwise I'll be you know I'll not like the way things are going (sighs) South, maybe. I don't know. Is that the age it starts to go? Oh, fuck knows at this point. But I'm not happy about it, is what I'm going to say. It's um, got to happen sooner. Yeah, that's it. And I'm like, no, I, I can't be. Like, I want to wear a beautiful slip dress and I'm yeah. not going to feel comfortable in that. Anyway, <laughs> off the point here. Um, yeah, so seeing all of that online has really triggered me, which and no, nothing like that usually does. I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. That's amazing. I'm like, oh, my, it's not me. Why is it not me? 
And then when it like, triggers it in your head, does it make you cross at James and like, come on? Because that bit traditionally is to come from him. Yeah, and, kind of. Sorry, look at that. There's a child shouting on the street. <laughs> this is endless. <laughs> I thought Belinda would come in. The cat from next door. Well, she has. Oh, God. For God's sake. I knew that was her meow. How did you? That's not a child. That's a bloody cat. Jesus. Was she there? I think I just had a small ass <laughs> Oh. <laughs> she just brushed against my leg hello um it's very quick can we just tell the belinda frank story yeah go on it? go on so for anyone who doesn't know belinda is my neighbor's cat who comes around daily i don't feed her but she just comes with some fuss and always just thought she was a woman because she's quite curvaceous and when i first met her i assumed she was pregnant because of just the sheer size of her and then um a few weeks ago she has a collar on with her owner's number on and she left her collar in my garden. So I put it back on her and then text her owner just to explain how the cat was going to come home with its collar again. And the owner replied like, oh, that sounds exactly like our lovely Frank. So now, now we've been on quite the identity crisis. Alive. Yeah, you've been living a lie. Now I know her as Frank. He's such a Frank. He's such a bruiser. I can't, I've not met him again as Frank. Like, I've only oh. ever known her as sassy, curvy Belinda, Belinda. Who, if I say, please don't do that, she does anyway. She does what, Belinda does what Belinda likes, but so does she Frank. She really does, yeah. Anyway, sorry for all that racket. That, oh, that's brilliant. That so much happened to me at once. I'm so <laughs> glad she got a cameo on the podcast. Sorry, he. <laughs> he. Frank, I'm just going to keep stroking him to try to keep him quiet, but okay. you carry on. Do you, when you see people's posts online, does it make you feel cross towards James in waiting for him to ask that question? Or do you think it's just made worse because you have, me and you are the same with this, we never took these yeah. set goals within a year of that, I expect this to happen to me this year. And then if it doesn't, you feel annoyed with it, but so much has not been able to happen this year. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Belinda, no, Frank is now sat in the middle of the screen. So I can't see Lizzie, I can just see Frank's bum. <laughs> sorry. For God's sake. Sorry. Frank, just sit still. Sorry. Get out of the grill. We're trying to work here. Oh, Frank, his tail is so strong. I know. It keeps absolutely smashing you in the face. Just stand, Get just down from there. Shh. Just, just settle. He doesn't God. settle. Right. No, he doesn't. Please, please answer my question. <laughs> right, okay, I'm sorry. I'll get there now. Um, it's so weird. I think... No, I don't hold any resentment. Obviously, like, I'm like, oh, I like, can't wait for that to happen. I'll be so excited. Like, yeah. I just want to marry him. Yeah. Um, but I, at the same time, I don't want him to rush. I just, I'm happy for it to happen when it happens. But yeah. that ugh, seeing it online just makes it more apparent in me of how much I do want that. Yeah, and of course. I don't hold any resentment towards James about that. I'm just like so ready. And so it's something I want so much. It's kind of a jealousy because yes. it's not happened to me yet. Yeah, I would course. say it's, it's jealousy. Or envy. Um, like, jealousy envy, feels yeah. like such a harsh word. But just it envy, does, doesn't which it? Which is inevitable. No, because I'm happy and I'm like, oh, because I love love. And yeah. I'm happy for people. I'm like, this is so romantic and gorgeous. Um, but then there's like the, the flip side of that is like, oh, oh I wish that was me. And yeah, I, of course. I, do, I think you're right. Like jealousy and envy are different. And yeah. I feel like jealousy can be quite spiteful. Thing yeah, to feel which sometimes. definitely is not not like you. No, at God, all. no, no. Um, I think as well. Part of it is that seeing these lovely love stories blossom yeah. through lockdown, where people have got engaged in lockdown, yeah. and it makes you then feel even more like, oh, my life hasn't progressed in X, Y, and Z in this year. That's and it. Yeah, and I'm on hold used here. it in this way, and they've yeah. made the most of it in certain ways. Yeah. But and so many people have been, have, you know, they they might have had plans to propose here, there, everywhere. They've been stopped. 
yeah yeah um, those plans have been stopped for travel and whatever and so they've done it at home or they've come yeah. out of lockdown like we are now and just been like do you know what god let's life's too short let's just do this because we want to do it anyway and let's you know i love you to bits and let's get yeah. cracking sort of thing yeah but then like you said that comparison becomes so much stronger because of that collective thing we were talking about where everyone's in the same mm. boat because you've got that baseline it's then more obvious anything that's not happening for you yeah do you know what i mean whereas normally yeah, you'd be like oh but i did do this this year and maybe that sounds like a really bad way to deal with comparison but i think it's kind of inevitable that we all do then think oh i can make yeah. myself feel better because i did this you know amazing yeah. trip or yeah. this work goal was met or yeah. whatever whereas everything stopped so then the things which can carry on like get engaged or mm. start getting pregnant through lockdown or whatever yeah. People who are doing that, then you're more like, oh gosh, well, I drank a lot of wine and watched a lot of television and yeah. spent a lot of time with my neighbour's cat. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, this is it. It is, and it isn't a fair comparison. Like this year isn't fair in many ways. And, it's, you know, one of the ways is that because we don't have anything to pull on. And if you are a person that is, I, I had lots of conversations with people that felt like they were failing and that they were unachieving and not being proactive or productive. But as we, you know, as we, lots of people you've got to maintain that this is a pandemic and nobody's equipped to deal with this there isn't a certain way we're supposed to feel yeah. if you feel down and out if you feel low if you feel upset and worried and panicked about the state of the world then that's normal yeah, nobody's ever 100%. ever ever experienced this in this way before and yeah. it's a learning curve and there isn't a certain way like we aren't supposed to thrive like we aren't supposed to be doing those things amazing amazing if you are like brilliant james thriving loving his yeah. life yeah but i didn't and i'm yeah. not of course. um and i, I know that's either. the same for many people no yeah. we all just like clung to each other didn't we and yeah ordered wine subscriptions watched box <laughs> sets till we couldn't watch them anymore like yeah it's just it's just it's, been that way and we can't beat ourselves up for not achieving no. those things in that time like you know with the babies and the wedding rings and all of this business yeah. it's made me generally worried about the future because it's the first thing we've lived through where we can't control like the next year mm. or two years or however long this plays out for yeah. and then it makes me worry so much about things i can control like do i it's so similar to what you were saying of then like well i want a ring on my finger and that will make yeah. me feel better in some way because then i can plan a wedding yeah and it is like grasping any sort of control so like thinking about where do I want to live next and buying a house and what, what will that look and feel like? And then mm. that, that will be the fourth time that I've moved and still lived on my own, which is completely what I want, but then have those moments where I'm like, but should I be doing it this way? Is this the right way? And yeah. worrying in a way that I wouldn't normally, normally sit and agonize no. over the future. Yeah. But I think it's because you just got no control over what might happen. Yeah. It is that. And honestly, oh, the girls are the same, like our friendship groups, everybody's of, really similar mindset with it all and it's hard and like to throw in the mix again what you said about buying a house like that's so on top of my list as well yeah and it's I feel like those three big things that people that society put lots and lots of gravitas on are that you know the buying the house being married and having a baby mm. they've never mattered to me in the same way that society can put pressure on yes them. yeah yeah and this year because I feel like it's been taken away those three things I'm now like oh god I've got a year to do all of this yeah I've got a year to buy a house be yeah. pregnant and engaged and that's the you're telling yourself you have to do it all at once as well yeah. which and is I feel like so I'm, intense yeah and I feel like all the thoughts have just come crashing down on me this year because we've we've had a really shit year yeah and I'm like oh god that I need to do all of these three things now like I'm getting I'm getting older 
this, yeah. this all needs to have happened pretty much by next year and putting so much pressure on myself that I'm like a little ball of walking anxiety ready to explode at any time <laughs> in James's direction <laughs> yeah generally um so yeah it's just a, a really weird one and for someone who like I say if you're someone as well generally that hasn't really been bothered by the rules of society of like doing all of the three big life steps mm. it's turned my mind upside down yeah <clears throat> but it is like through the years I've known you you already have like starting a family in your head mm. and then the reasons it was like let's wait for that was so because you want to travel more and that's yeah. what's been stolen those opportunities so then it's like oh, well I yeah. put that on hold for x y and z and that couldn't happen and it just feels so unfair so then of course it's completely normal for then your reaction to be well that I didn't do that because of this so now I need to rush everything and fast yeah. track everything yeah because I shouldn't have taken that time but that's not the case at all because who firstly who could have predicted this this year that yeah. we had and this like the timing is always right for something as big as that as well like you can't there are so many reasons why you didn't want to do it back then yeah. of where you wanted your life to be and those reasons still stand true and it's only because you have not had the opportunity to do it yeah that then you think oh well maybe i maybe should have just been pregnant through lockdown or whatever i know but then but again you, that wasn't the right time it wasn't either. At all. No. No. and it's just so different for everyone's own path but i agree yeah. more than ever it, i feel more comparison than ever as well yeah I'm more concerned for someone else's path where normally i would not care <laughs> no i know and it's not in our nature to to no think about that but it it has unfortunately because we've all had not a lot going on it yeah. has forced us to look at what other people are doing because we've not got a great deal going on yep which isn't healthy at no, all it's not it's, it's normal but it's not healthy no. and the quicker you can get yourself out of that cycle the better really yeah and I think I've found for me um being outside having weekends off my phone going and making lovely plans just going on big walks or driving to a a town nearby or a beach for a walk or anything yeah just be outside and be with people and be off my phone has been the the biggest tonic I could ever give myself definitely yeah and I even like the screen time and how yeah it's just been dreadful of like yeah we literally didn't we we used to I did a we did a zoom quiz with the girls um and one of the questions, it was my turn to make it up. And one of the questions I was like, right, we have to guess the screen time. So I texted everybody separately, got everybody's screen times. And there was a guessing game. And the people got the points with the bit, um, uh, who got the closest guesses. And it was honestly Good unbelievable. Enough. We were, as an average, we were clocking up to nine hours a day, weren't we? It was mad. How? Yeah, mad. How? And, so, and that's no wonder you feel shit at the end of the yeah. day because you've yeah. def- you just poked around all day in other people's at things that yeah. make you feel shit. Yeah, on purpose. It's like prodding a bruise, isn't it? it is. And I wouldn't. I'd, I'd be typing something in or someone in who like I admire or inspire me. I was like, I'm not looking at this with the the right eyes. Like I know yeah. I know that when I type this name and I see this, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel bad immediately. But did yeah. I stop? No, no of course you don't. No. Don't have the self discipline. No, it's awful. It's dreadful. So it's been a time. It really has. And I guess the main point of this whole episode is just to share our woes and also say if you have the same ones, it's very okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And please get in touch with us as well. Like if you want to talk to us, we're here. Yeah. Our DMs are always open to you all as always. Um and yeah, we've really missed you. <laughs> we really, really have. So we've really missed doing this, but neither of us had the capacity during lockdown, did we? It took a lot to squeeze that loving lockdown one out of us. No, it was too and much. On that day that we did that, we were both so anxious, weren't we? I was sat in bed. Yes. surrounded by pillows like put with a blanket on my chest to try and get, get take some weight off me 
like it was just it's not been good so we haven't had the capacity but now finally we are halfway back to feeling a bit more normal yeah we're getting there (laughs) yeah we are but it is you know please don't beat yourselves up for feeling the way you feel because you're allowed to feel whatever you feel and it is justified no matter what that is of course of course and although there's been so many different nuances to what people have gone through and like we we're so lucky that we haven't had any grief or loss throughout this time but there'll be Mm. so many people who also have yeah so there's just so many elements that can be of different degrees of how severe it's been for people but the bottom line is the same that this year has taken so much from people yeah so much like time relationships like loved ones in the worst possible case scenario work industries friendships everything yeah so much it has and in in some ways well in lots of ways we've been very lucky because our families are safe and you know we've maintained some level of work (laughs) and we've got close friendships that have thrived actually in 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 this awful situation but I know that it hasn't been the same for everybody and we only know half the story and we only know the story that is ours and that is the lives that we've lived during this time. Yeah. So yeah, we are with you and we fully, oh God, we, we are. yeah. We'll be back just, with more episodes as well. Yeah, so hopefully yeah that, that's our gift. Hopefully to you. Yeah. Yes. So this kicks off our season three and we'll be releasing as usual um, every week from now on. And we are, yeah. as we say, so excited to be back yeah. with you. So thank you so, so much for listening and tuning in once again to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share on the Entail app as well. And Lizzie's giving me a little thumbs up there because we always forget the order to say that. I, I was I'm looking like, at her really yes. intensely. <laughs> you got it right. Um, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you Bye. so much. Bye.